talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FY, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria. And with me to my left is the returning Archie. I'm a fucking ghost, bitch. And with Boom. me to my right is my brother, Josh. What the fuck was that about? Hey, bro, you have more comebacks than fucking Kiss did. You're always <laughs> leaving and you're always coming back. Because the, money, the money's busy good, man. bro. The money's good. You're a busy man. See, see. The money's good. Yeah, you're a busy man, bro. You're a busy man. Speaking of busy men, there was... Today's episode is going to be about one of the busiest men of all time. And I'm talking about Walt Disney. Well, this episode is not going to be about Walt Disney himself, mm-hmm. or at least yep. not the whole episode, but about everything Disney. But... Dark parts of Disney. Disney at night. Dis- yeah, Disney, Disney after, after dark. Disney dark. Okay. Oh, there you there you I agree my sick like, but uh, fuck off. Okay, next yeah. thing. Stay quiet and you give <laughs> me the spotlight. I'll give it to you just because you're wearing the Deadlifts and Dragon shirt. Yeah. Shout Ooh. out to uh, Achi Sonia for this birthday gift. Hell yeah, I, I, bro. When I first saw it, I, I just saw dragons and then the and um, symbol. And dragons. So I thought it was just Dungeon Dragons. I was like, fuck yeah. And then it was Deadlift and Dragon. So I'm like, okay, cool. Nice, this episode nice. is sponsored by Flex Comics. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's nowhere near sponsored. I wish we were sponsored. So, Moses, work your magic. Uh, do some of that vampire fucking hypnotizing bullshit that you think you have, but you don't because you're not a vampire. Not yet. Thanks, <laughs> Guillermo. You're going to be that yeah. fucker from. No, no, no. He's going to be the chick from, from the movie. Uh, 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 what we do in the shadows, the one that wanted Shit. to turn into a vampire. The uh, familiar? Yeah, I mean, you're the familiar that's never going to turn into a vampire. That's going to be you. Fuck! That's going to be you. <laughs> and even if you do turn into a vampire, it's going to be like when you're almost dead. Like, you're going to be like probably, I'm going to give you, I don't know, 86 years, right? You're going to be 86. But I'm going to be a vampire. Yeah, you'll live forever, bro. You good. <sighs> you got you're not going to enjoy it, though. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy it. You say that, but you're not going to be a vampire, so. Oh. Cool. I'd rather be dead. You will be. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Not me Feisty turning into a so. fucking arth- arthritic vampire. <laughs> but we're going to talk about all the things Disney does not want you to know. And here's a fun fact, and Achi could corroborate with me. Yep. Yeah. If you go to Google and you try to fucking type in anything bad about fucking Walt Disney, it'll just give you a bunch of random like, oh, here's some fucking here's some specials to yeah. its coupon. And you're like, oh, heart, like oh, horrible things Walt Disney did, and it's like, oh, here's some creepy pastas like no muff, Walt Disney and Nazi sit, and it's not, and it's like Nazi anti-Semitism, and like you'd have to go like to the sixth page. I was like, what the fuck? So then I just go to Bing and I put bad Disney and. Walt Disney's a Nazi. Walt Disney's not like it's like Google's fucking hiding the truth from me. I mean, remember the whole thing with Frozen? Same shit, the same deal. I mean, that's the, a conspiracy. That, that's a conspiracy. That but I'm I mean, not it's proven. About. Wait, 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 it's wait, wait, wait. What's the Frozen thing? I don't know what we're oh, talking about. So you know how there's a whole thing about Walt Disney being fro- how he free- froze himself oh, to come back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you're referring to the no, movie no, no. Frozen. Well, it has well, to do with that. They oh. they created the movie Frozen. So when you type in Walt Disney Frozen, the movie comes out. Oh, instead of the whole, so the filter will be diluted. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Ah, smart bastards. Okay. See those motherfuckers at Walt Disney? They're playing the long con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. The Dark Disney. And I uh, hope you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. It's October. So, you know, we're going to get a little spooky this month. Hell even yeah. Even though, you know, spooky, spooky, technically spooky. we're supposed to be getting spooky every, all day, every day, you know, because yes. of the contents of the episode. I mean. But today yep. we're going to be, we're yep. going to say it more. <laughs> we, we, we're going to be a little more enthusiastic. Spooky. It's in our fucking name. We're extra spooky. <laughs> we're extra spooky today. <laughs> nice. I tried doing a, a Mickey voice before. Yeah. Butchered. <laughs> try Horrible. It. Try it. I'm not going to try it. Try okay, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Yeah, do your opening. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the best thing I, I got. All right, shut the fuck up. So you, you didn't give us a chance to hear it. Well, that was it. Moses was, was like, the only thing I can do. Uh-huh. Moses was like, What are the five fingers side of the face? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you sound like a company you, like you sound like Dave Chappelle and a helium balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read all this in fucking this horrible butchered Mickey voice. Now, Disney, we all know Disney's a place where families and friends make all these fucking lovely memories. Look, I'm going to get stoned to death by this, but I'm not really a big fan of Disneyland. You know what? I could, I could probably go once every like two years. No, see, you're you're but, you're, but you're normal. You're, I, that you're, I, you're normal. Trust it doesn't seem like no, it. no, no. You're I good. feel like you're good. I'm the you know. No, you're not. You're not part of the minority, bro. Okay, you're part no, of the okay. majority. Yeah, a lot of people. Agree. The Disney adults are the minority, but they're really fucking loud. Okay. No, those are the, I like that. I like that. I, they're the, okay. But they're they're the loudest, and like I have, I don't want to say friends because it's, it's embarrassing. So I'm gonna say <laughs> I, I know people. That are in these Disney clubs, like the fucking biker gang cruise shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, bro, you're like, like switch patches and pins and shit. No, like, like that. you're like forty. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck you doing, like gang banging and f- fucking, what in fucking old Disney town, like with their biker jackets, they yeah, beef yeah. it with the other food. Like, what the f- yeah. y'all beefing over territory that you have to pay a hundred dollars to get into. <laughs> The more for the for the passes, bro. The pass. Yeah, right. That, right. That, that, that was once upon a time, bro. Well, that's when I. Well, that's when we. Would. But but it's like it's like even then, like going to. I mean, just in, in general, like theme parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just I I can't like be there every fucking weekend. Yeah. Or twice a week. Yeah. Like we just, just went draining, to Universal bro. Studios, right? It was my first time. I enjoyed it, right? But I don't see myself. Going this Do you want far. the like, season pass? You know, no. Well, like, there's we have a friend who who we went with her. You know, we, we know her by her. We all know we we have a bunch of group of friends who, that we, we know each other by our gamer tags because we play Xbox Live together. Right, right. And we were, and we have a friend that we play online with. Her name is Twitchers, and she has a year pass, so she goes like two three times a week to Universal Studios. But she says she she mainly goes because that's she likes to charge because she has an electric car. She's like, oh, I could charge my car. I, I I go to Disneyland. I mean, to Universal Studios. Uh-huh. I charge my car. I eat on my day off. I just walk around, buy whatever I want, and then by the time I'm done, my car is charged, and then I'm gone. So she kind of two two birds with one stone kind of yeah. thing. Cause she lives in an apartment complex. She doesn't oh, yeah, have a so charger. You don't have a place to charge it at all. Yeah, and she's like, and the nearest place I, I do go to, it's a slow charger. She's like, so I'm gonna have to go there. I'm gonna sit in this fucking park. She lives in the valley, so it's hot as shit. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna be there for like three four hours. If I'm gonna do that. Might as well drive the half hour to Universal Studios, park my car, 
go inside for free, get myself a drink, a churro, go to the eat something, have breakfast, lunch, and then when I'm done, I go and get in my car dip. and just go back home. Yeah. So that's her thing. Yeah. All right. Which makes sense. Convenience. Yeah, I fucked exactly. that. Okay. I think she would pay like $2. Yeah, to charge a car. It was like 235 That's how much. I don't know how much. What? To charge a car? Well, I don't know if she was like for like, for like a zero? full charge. Oh, that's. We don't know what, how much to charge a car. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that's how much it total. But that's around how much it usually costs. It's not a lot. It feels weird I'm having this conversation. Why? Because it has a turbo. Because. Because, bro, I, I mean, all we talk about is just gas prices. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, gas? What's. No. She's, <laughs> like, she's like, I don't pay the seven something over there where she lives, apparently. Yeah, because she lives in the valley. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Must be nice. There. Must be nice. Yeah, so you can't do things. You, you can't do the all day. I can't do that. I like, mean, like, every, I, like, they try and convince Oh, yeah, like, you could drink. You could. Uh, okay, cool. But, it, like, fucking. I guess it depends on who you go with, too. That's true. Yeah, That's true. yeah, but, yeah. I guess it's just me. I guess, like, the yeah. like overpopulated places drain me. Yeah. It drains me. You, you personally, we, I get drained. We are like that. We have we have a small social battery. Where we're yeah, like, yeah. Like, if I'm going to be around with a lot of people, two, three hours, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I it's, fed up. it's like that like, like introvert, like, a little bit. Yeah. Right, so we have certain aspects of an introvert, and that's one of them where it's like super crowded. Like I just get drained easily. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably but, why Frankenstein's but, fucks us. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, <laughs> Frankenstein's. Uh-huh. Yeah, but shout out to those who can endure and love going to the theme park. I wish I was like that. Right, it I, seems I, fun, it's, but it seems expensive. You know, it, it, it is. It is. It is. It is. You know what's also? Well, you know what's not expensive? What? Right, but it's super Racism. illegal. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Sorry, well, sorry. Some people choose to honor those memories. Again, I said people go to Disneyland to make these awesome right. memories. Mm-hmm. But some people choose to honor those memories by laying their loved ones to rest inside this theme park. Yeah, they take a dead body and just dump it over Disneyland. No, but what's another way of spreading? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And you're right, Moses. Uh, they're ashes. And according to according to certain sources. It's pretty common for Disney to have to deal with park guests scattering the remains of their loved ones inside of the park. Imagine, first of all, how do you sneak fucking ashes? Uh, like, it's, it's, it's I mean, weird. I mean, they're kind of strict. I'm pretty like, sure that right? they're not bringing in, like, a fucking urn. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not bringing All right, so well, uh, when I was there, the last time I was there, uh, we were at the Haunted Mansion, uh-huh. and the Haunted Mansion had been closed for, like, two, three hours. Yeah, it was closed. Well... When I went, it had been yeah. closed for two, three hours, and it turns out, well, while we, well, me and my ex-girlfriend got back in line, uh-huh. we overheard the people that were like two, three ahead of us uh-huh. that someone tried to dump their their ashes in in the haunted mansion, but they came in with Ziploc bags, oh. so they so because they don't they don't check you like. Yeah, yeah. You know what they I mean? It's just you down. they don't pat you down. It's just like put your bag and walk through this fucking. Especially if it's not made out of fucking metal. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's how people bat, You know, that's how people bring them in. Uh-huh. in Ziploc bags, put them in your shoe, put them in your pockets, cargo pants. You know, put, you have boxes, put them in your boxes, whatever. Eight pockets. Eight. You know, wear your shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and you walk in and you just You're start. Like, I'm not gonna check this for you. You know, you just walk around and you start fucking pixie dusting the your fucking grandfather all over the lawn at the haunted mansion. You start. You, so, you start. You start salt baying your dad on the fucking feet, <laughs> on the fucking on the fucking park all over the park. And I'm glad you mentioned. 
about the Hansen Nation, because in fact, faculty say that at least once a month, or minimum once a month, people try to dump their ashes or their loved ashes, their loved ones, mainly on, in the Hansen Nation attraction. Really? Mm-hmm. What? So, again, the scattering of remains is against both state and Disney guidelines. So, for all you hardcore fucking Disney... It's a federal right, offense. Right, Wait, that's a federal don't offense? Do it. it is. You can't scatter You can't scatter ashes, ashes just no. randomly? Mm-mm. Not even the ocean? But no, I mean there. I'm pretty sure you can do it out in the park. Who gives a shit? You know, I'm pretty sure we all fucking drank pe- someone's ashes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. The water <laughs> fountain? <laughs> and obviously the ashes are quickly cleaned up by faculty and cast members to avoid health issues once they're discovered. So they were on that shit. I guess someone snitched or someone saw during that. Yeah, um, so apparently there's... <laughs> when you get trained for, for Disneyland, they train you on how to handle like that ashes. whole... If, if you see somebody... With the, you know, like they might be dumping someone's ashes, and here are the protocols you're supposed to follow. They train, they train you for that. That's part of your training, your, like your Disney training. And someone says it's really hard to pull off because they say someone is always watching you. They have so many undercover police officers. Yeah. Like if you see someone who's like super fucking, like a touristy. Yeah. That's They're probably there. a cop. Yeah. You know, with the old Hawaiian shirt with the sandals and the goofy hat and dorky, yeah, dorky taking pictures. Yeah, that's a cop. If you see someone that's, taking pictures with a fucking that's coat, me, that's me, bro. That's me. Like a little, you, you hear the <laughs> from the Kodak camera. Hey, we have a cop next to us. That's a, uh, he's taking pictures of his fucking of the people who's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but don't don't think it's common as fuck. So don't think the second you go in Disneyland, there's fucking ashes everywhere. So that yeah, but it. It happens, and it's a, it's a little macabre to think fucking people will dump. I get it. Like, I get it, and I get, I get it. it, but it's like, but really, get it? Like, but really, yeah, you know? It's, 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 it sounds good until you show up. You're like, where are you dumping them? You're dumping them, in the, like, in the hallway? Are you Probably in the, in the room? fucking river or fucking little corner. Pirates of the Caribbean is another common place. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of the Haunted Mansion... I mean, what would you expect if you if, if a lot of people are dumping ashes all around this fucking haunted mansion? Right? You will think some 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 spooky shit will pop up. And allegedly there is a spirit and it's it's a young boy. It's a young boy who died early and his mother was like, fuck it, he loved Disneyland, let me fucking dump his ashes salt in. his fucking ashes all across. But it's a sad one. It's a sad one, because the story goes on that again, the mother through the ashes in there but he he's he's his spirit is lingering there so you would think that wasn't his wish to be there why because cast members and even park guests at the end of the ride or at the end of the haunted mansion right you sometimes hear and see a young boy which is this boy crying like in the outskirts and in the corner as if he doesn't want to be there so apparently it's trapped there. He's like, these fucking music. I <laughs> turned it off. Hey, I would be annoyed as fuck. It's been fuck. 40 fucking years. I'd be annoyed as fuck. And talking about annoyed, we're jumping on to the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And I was looking into it, and there's this ghost named George. And I was like, who the fuck is this George? 
right? Curious, charge? No, he wasn't curious, but he's more of a worker. So he was a cast member, but he was also a welder, and he was working on the construction of the Pirates of the Caribbean. He was welding some shit. Yeah. Uh, they still don't know how he died. Some people are saying, speculating he was crushed oh, by a ride, oh, yeah, or yeah. he fell from the top. I think this part. is for Disney World. Uh, yeah. Not um, Disneyland. So who's part of the construction crew died, and um, his soul was, was stuck there. And I'm laughing now because he died, but... The trouble, and he's just a nuisance in a sense. One, he expects you, right? So, cast members and, and faculty say every morning and every night, you have to say, Good morning, George. And once you leave, Good night, George. Because if you do not say that, right? We'll fuck with you. Not fuck with you, but with the ride. So, if you don't say good morning to George, uh-huh. right? Cast members will things start turning off. Yeah, things, things start turning work, off. Right. The, the fucking ride will start fucking up. And it just becomes a nuisance if you don't say good morning or good night. So if everything's closed and you don't say good night, when you come back in the morning or wherever it opens, stuff is going to be on, stuff is going to be yeah, and you're going to malfunction. Yeah, yeah so there's yeah, so it's yeah, so it's at the front of the ride. It's there's this you know it's the front of the ride. It's part of the Caribbean, and there's a, a corpse yeah. on a cage at the very top. And they're saying that's where George died. That corpse, that fake body up there, that's not George. That's where. His, Supposedly his body lingers, so that's what they call George. So when you're supposed to, when you clock in and you're in charge of that ride, you're supposed to look up at the cage to the to, the, to where the stone fake body is, whatever. Yeah. They're locked up in the cage. Yeah. Say, oh, good morning, George, or oh, good night, George. Right. And you're supposed to say that and you know peace out that you know whatever. And if you don't, he's gonna be like motherfucker, and he starts messing Fuck with your right. switches and yeah. yeah. I'm like oh, that's funny. Damn. All right, and that's. <laughs> And now we're moving on to um, what's the fucking elevator? The Tower of Terror. Oh, fuck right. Love that ride. So, R.I.P. So Tower yeah. of Terror. Um, what is it now? Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. oh, they took it out. Well, they changed it. It's just it's just Guardians of the Galaxy theme when the, mm. the new movie came out. Or uh, the newest movie came out. It's been around for like five years already. Yeah. You think it's they're gonna revert it back or just no? no. no. <clears throat> now that Disney owns Marvel. Well, so. George with Spirit, moving on to the Tower of Terror. And in that Tower of Terror, for all you die-hard Twilight Zone fans, you'll recognize a doll named Caesar. There's an episode in Twilight Zone where it's a Caesar and me, or me and Caesar, Caesar and me. And it's this uh, ventriloquist who had this doll, became alive, it was brought to life by the Fifth Dimension. I don't really know much about it, about the Fifth Dimension in Twilight Zone. But he was brought to life, and he fucking... Took control of 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 the ventriloquist, whatever, made him do horrible shit, crimes, blah blah blah. That's part of the episode. And then at the end, um, they they dumped him in a hotel in, in the basement where he stayed there. And Tower of Terror is based on apparently the the episode the, oh, okay. of, of the hotel. And just like George, where if you don't say good morning, right, or good night, right, the elevator itself will start malfunctioning a bunch of bullshit will happen throughout the whole ride so they say if you do get in Tower of Terror well not anymore for those who went on Tower of Terror they say if you ignore Caesar which is that creepy doll that we all seen um shit will like crawl around yeah yeah so so make sure you pay attention to you know say hi or whatever to to Caesar the doll Yo, fuck Tower of Terror and all those fucking Disney employees bro why they were fucking making fun of me when I went. <laughs> what do they say? What do they do? Because we walked in. I'm, I, dude, I am deadly scared of heights. Right. I am scared of heights. And I went with my buddy, Lewis. I'm like, hey, what is this? They're like, oh, it's a it's a Twilight Zone 
ride. I'm like, what is it? He's like, oh, well, there's. He lied to me. He's like, there's two. There's the elevator one. I mean, like, that's the the roller coaster one. Yeah. And then there's just the one where you get to walk through. He's, I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, just go to the ready top and we'll walk through, and then you could walk back down. I was like, all right, I'll do that. And then when we get there, everyone's giggling and shit. I was like, oh, what's going on? And then like, yeah, there's no walk through. Like, it's just the elevator. Did he say it out loud so people heard? No. So I'm like, oh. Fuck. I'm at the very top and it was packed. It was like, it wasn't too packed. It was like 45 minute walking shit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna be at the very top and walk all the way down. I was like, right. Fuck it. I guess I'll go. So then I go and then I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna sit all the way in the back so no one can see me. Yeah. Wrong. The fucking seats are like waterfalled up. So, yeah. the, people, so the person in the back is the highest. So I'm just like sitting down. I'm like, oh fuck. So then, cause there's like two little handlebars on the yeah. side. So I'm holding onto the handlebars before people are still walking in. And I'm hyperventilating. I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> and to make things worse, you know, it's Mike's girlfriend at the time. Well, Mike's girlfriend. And then she was, she was like, she was like, no, I think you should get off. She's like, it's pretty, it's a pretty fucked up ride. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, it's not just a straight down. It's like you go straight down and you go up. The window opens and you can see the whole park and then it just pulls you back down. Yeah. I was like, fuck, should I get down? And I'm thinking about it. And then the lady, some lady walks in, stupid bitch. And then she, <laughs> walk, she walks in and then she's just like, hey, how's everybody doing? Is anybody here scared of fucking Oh, is this anybody's first time? Is, is anybody scared of heights? And then it's it was a full, it's, it's a full party of us. It's maybe like eight or nine. They all turn around and look at me <laughs> while I'm like hyperventilating. And she's like, oh, my God, why are you so scared? You're so tall. And I was like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> fuck up, let's get home. I was like, man, fuck you in my head. I'm just breathing, whatever. And then the whole time, she's like, are you okay? Do you need to get down? We have baby seats. Like, doing a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. I was like, bitch, I will kick you in the face right now. <laughs> it was the worst ride of my life. It was Horrible. that bad? I, dude, I am deathly afraid of heights. Like, I will shit myself. I, I, I... We, we did the ride. I came down. I uh-huh. almost kissed the floor from how happy I was. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Supreme Scream at Knott's is really bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm not scared of, I mean. That's a fun ride. I mean, it's it's natural to be scared of heights. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's just. Bro, I'm, if I go up to the third step on the ladder, I'm sweating bullets. Oh, okay, and then you're a bitch. <laughs> you're a bitch. Third step, really? Third fucking third step? Third step, I'm sweating bullets. I get the top of the building, you look down, like, I'm like, Ugh. Nope, yeah, third step. Not, but third yeah. step. Third dude. step. Okay. Well. So, do you guys know the story of Constance Hatchway in the Haunted Mansion? That's a fucked up story. It's a Constance? Story. Is that the lady in the. In the, in the yeah, the in spirit. The, in the, yeah. the, 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 the spirit head of the spirit? Attic. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a bunch of heads. Yeah. Do you guys know the story? Nah, tell me. Okay, so for those who don't know, okay, the story of Constant Hatchaway is in the Haunted Mansion, which it's already fucking haunted from all yeah. the fucking ashes. Yeah, yeah. Fucking spring all around. Um, so if you're not familiar with Constance, uh, she is a bride that you stumble upon in the attic on your journey through the Haunted Mansion, okay? And all those portraits... With disappearing heads, right? Because there's heads that are disappearing all throughout the attraction, right? All those heads are all of her husbands that have, quote unquote, mysteriously died, uh, making her richer and richer. So every time she got a new husband and he died, yep. she got a little bit more rich, a little bit more rich. Okay, and, if it, and then if it's not creepy enough, okay, uh, her stairs. It's creepy. 
she looks straight into your soul and you just feel kind of kind of eerie kind of eerie when you look at her and uh, I think she says like till death uh, do us part right so knowing that story and hearing her say that it's like whoa, whoa, whoa okay okay it's pretty creepy hell no and, and what makes it more creepy she's holding the literal murder weapon in her hands right and what can you what's in her last name or what's her last name hatchway it's a hatch okay, it's a hatchet right? well, she has a whole hatch yeah she's yeah <laughs> And then if you pay close attention, you'll notice that she also has these strings of pearls around her neck. Uh-huh. Each pearl signifies one of a deceased husband. How many does bitch have? I don't know. I think it's seven. Fuck. And then if you're curious on how she aged throughout the attraction at the end, you see her sitting on top of her last husband's gravestone in that stretching room this is this is in the, in the mansion. Mm-hmm. i don't remember any of this shit what the fuck it's it's a it's it's one of those it's when you're it's when you're in the hallway it's a quick it's a quick pan you know you like no one talks about it no one like gives yeah, you like no. it's just like if you know you know yeah oh. and that's kind of a dark fucking story that is a fucking dark story mansion. i mean I'm like what the fuck but if it would be dark it would have you know it's yeah that it's in the haunted mansion correct like another thing too like another creepy thing is uh, um, I don't know if you can talk about the bones in the parts of the Caribbean oh no yeah but yeah talk about it how how there's actual human bones Bones. in the parts of the Caribbean how supposedly staff has taken them down most of them down but there's like two or three because they're doting it right the one that's in the fucking like throne or whatever yeah but the bed? Yeah, right, the, 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 the that's the backstory, king. right? That, like, that's they, a real that's a real skeleton. They were donated, like they thought it was cool to actually get real bones, right? Was it that or is it because it was cheaper to get human bones versus like synthetic? Probably a little bit of A, probably a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Uh, a little bit of mixture of everything. Dude, like Disney like Disney Walt Disney worked until the they, they they worked until opening day. Like they didn't lay the asphalt until the day before they opened. Fuck, for real? Yeah, like there's this thing where like they didn't lay the black asphalt. You know when you walk into Disneyland, it's like yeah. the, the black yeah. whatever. They didn't lay it till the day before opening, thinking like it was gonna dry. Then the day it opened, it was fucking hot. So the cement didn't dry up fully. So there's all these women in high heels who are just walking and getting stuck Stumbling in tar. Back and forth. Fuck, Fuck. That's, that's like that's how like. Two. Why are you wearing heels, you know? Well, yeah, it was the 1950s, fun. like 1950s. Uh, it's supposed to be one of those, like, oh, fancy, luxurious. Yeah, yeah it's like, okay. like, like, like people. Yeah. People with people money. money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to go. So, so you're going to bounce off. Uh, from this from this point on, is it just going to be me and Achi? My brother has to do, you know, some hooker shit. Yeah, I got to suck. The, I mean, I got to. I got to. He has to I go gotta, spread some ashes. At the, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll yeah, be back. I'll be back. Got an appointment. That's my side hustle. So if you have a loved one that loved, had a loved one who loved Disneyland. And you or hated spread, Disneyland. Yeah, you, yeah, or hated that. Yeah, and you're an evil son of a bitch. Um, here's my IG. Uh, send a DM and I'll be most happy to uh, spread that motherfucker all around Disneyland. Uh, that being said, final words. Um... I got none. So, uh, later. So, 
So to piggyback on where Josh left off. Before he left. Before he left. <laughs> there was so many fucking stories and interactions that happened at the Disney parks that it's just an endless list of shit that either the workers deal with or shit that like that they're really hush hush about kind of want to bring it out in the open especially because a lot of these stories are personally from workers that were there and they're all anonymous too because yeah because they have, they have, have to, to be because <laughs> the minute they find out that you said that story or anything you're fired you're fired you're fucked you're blacklisted they're, they take that shit seriously and so one of the things that happens a lot is that people sexually harass the characters oh my god frequently that's, frequently that's, that's the it's so common. And like, you hear stories about princes, princesses and, and princes, I guess, like, you know, to each their own, that they're just like miserable after day one just because of all the shit that they deal with. So this, is, so this is one by a story that this person was working with Ariel and cast members would always count down before they took a photo so people had time to get into position. And so I counted down and this team boy decided to rip off one of Ariel's shells. <gasps> yep. Yep. You have the picture? OnlyFans. <laughs> Ariel's OnlyFans. The next story is, I think the worst part about character harassment is that Disney does not prosecute the guests, at least when I was there. When I was working in the 2000s, there was someone whose wrist was broken by a drunk guest who grabbed and twisted it really badly. And they refused to prosecute. And I think that she may have ended up with permanent nerve damage in her wrist, which really sucked because she was also a gymnast. Oh and that's common that a lot of people, like, they they have careers aside from, you know, their, yeah. their gig being there at Disney that, like, some shit like this happens and then there goes your fucking your career and your chance. And another one said, I had a friend who was a gorgeous redhead in her early 20s. She got cast to play Aria at Disney World. And she returned home after a few months saying that they were pressuring her into getting breast implants. To quote her, which is her manager quoting, there is no way Ariel has such small boobs. Bro, <laughs> that's fucked up. Excuse me, who do you want to be? You want to be fucking Buzz Lightyear? Let me see that hog, sir. <laughs> you want to be Woody? Let me see that Woody, son. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Imagine, imagine they're like, hey, we're going to pay you $9 an hour, but you're going to need a fucking $10,000 boob job. Because or else you can't fill the spot. Literally. Yeah. Uh, Next part is, I think the worst part about character harassment. Oh, wait, that's the one I did. Next. Uh, it's not a secret, more just an observation of the culture. It really kind of makes me sick and disappointed with humanity. As a cast member at Disney World in 1979, I learned quickly that putting people in uniforms brings out the worst and the instinct of quote-unquote other people. And certain cast, members, certain cast members in specific uniforms were very high in status, and other cast members were very low. And since you wore the uniforms all the time, your status was immediately spotted, and people tended to treat you better or worse based on your status. And so here's the pecking order that I observed. Many cast, many cast members told me of this pecking order from low status to high. And so there's apparently a fucking hierarchy at Disney based off of 
what position character. you're or what character you're yeah it's like a fucking in. high school yeah it's like a high school click thing yeah and so the lowest of the lows are the street sweepers who empty the trash cans oh obviously yeah. fuck yeah. them yeah. Yeah. the folks in yellow jumpsuits who sold the popcorn the folks in the turn of the century garb who worked at the stores on Main Street okay okay the retail workers in other lands with costumes that match the theme. The ride operators whose costumes were themed to match the land, such as Tomorrowland, Frontierland, etc. The ride operators of Space Mountain. I didn't realize Space Mountain was higher than fucking Frontierland or Tomorrowland. Who were near the top of the ride operators. The monorail operators. The monorail people are high in this yeah, hierarchy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those fucking gremlins? Yeah. God damn. They're the absolute pinnacle of ride operators who did not have some kind of performing role. The ride operators of Jungle Cruise, which I get. They're close to the status of the people in the entertainment division because they had lines and really had to be entertaining. That's true. That's which true. makes sense. They're not yeah. just like, all right, let's roll. It's that, just that joke central. Yeah, yeah. I love that about that ride. That's a fun ride. I fucks with that ride. Anyone in the entertainment division, like the kids of the kingdom, the performers, the singers, the musicians, and they weren't just a little bit above everyone else. They were uh, stratospherically above everyone else. The tour guides, all the females in English riding horses outfits with uh, jodhpurs. I don't know what that is. Complete with riding corp and fetching little cap on their head. These girls basically were the top employees who wore uniforms. They met all the VIPs, including Hollywood stars, politicians, billionaires, etc. And they get in front of any line. They were unstoppable and they were certainly acted like they knew it. Now, everyone I tell always asks, weren't the characters the most important people that have the highest status? Sadly, this is really where it gets sick. They're kind of treated like freaks. All the Goofies had to be really tall, thin men. All the Mickeys and Minis had to be either short women or little people. And they worked very odd shifts, half an hour on, half an hour off, and always had people around them to help, which also served, also made them seem weird. So in all the summer at Walt Disney World demonstrated to me was the power of clothing and establishing the high degree of status and its sad commentary on humanity, but fact nonetheless. It was crazy. Yeah, and like one thing too that I've, you know, while doing research for it, there's even a hierarchy within the princesses. Yep. If you're like the classic princess, if like you're one of the, you're Snow the, White, you're the, you're Cinderella, the you're the cream of the crop. You're the cream of the top. But if you're, but if you're fucking um, the princess from Princess and the Frog, or like these the, lesser known, the brave one, the brave one, they're like, ah, go sit with the, uh, go sit with the fucking dudes who sell popcorn. <laughs> they're like, you fucking noob. Yeah. It's fucking wild, bro. Like it makes sense. Every it's like high school, every, bro. Like every job has. You know, but you know what? It makes that. sense, though, especially because if you're a character like that, because most of them are young. Most of the of the cast members are like early twenties, maybe late teens, and they're able to get hired that early because they have to look the part. Like for example, the aerial chick. She looked exactly like the part, but just because she didn't have boobs, but they wouldn't have cast her. If it weren't the fact that she didn't look the part, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you do look like this chick that doesn't, you, you do look a lot like this character that does not exist, but it'd be a lot better if you did have bigger tits. And that, that's your, dude, that's a horrible, that's like, 
I mean, not like now, now, now I understand why the Me Too movement is new. It, it, true, <laughs> true, true. Like, true. fuck, dude. And like back to what you were saying about how Disney likes to promote themselves in the good light always 24 7. That even if the workers themselves notice or see something that happens there at Disney that makes Disney look bad, they shut that shit fucking down. And so there's a story from one of the workers said that I worked there for three months, two years ago with my girlfriend at the time. And anything newsworthy that happens there, usually negative, immediately gets shot down by the official page of Disney, which includes Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. They keep everything hush hush. So lightning struck at the bathroom building and there was a small fire. And my girlfriend and I weren't working that day, but we were there enjoying the park for free because we're cast members. And then she records it and posts it on her Twitter. Then news media pages were commenting and asking her questions like when, how, what's being done. And before she could reply, the Disney page said to disregard the video because it wasn't true and the video is edited. And all the media pages stopped asking her after that. She gets called into the office the next day and was super close to losing her job. The only reason why she did it was because of how much seniority she had. and But she was basically on probation after that. Disney fucked. Disney is fucked and they don't tell people shit. Like, another thing too, like, going back to the characters and the sexual harassment... I I remember a long time ago there was a story that I read about how there was this one princess. I think she was um uh what's the chick from um Peter Pan? The Pixie Disc the Pixie Disc chick? Oh Tinkerbell. The, there was this Tinkerbell. Yeah. And um and someone wanted a and someone was taking a picture or whatever and uh a, and whenever you get sexually harassed or or do something, right. you're supposed to stay in character. Yeah. And this dude Asked her like, "Oh, uh, what's on? Uh, what's on? Like, oh, what kind of panties are you wearing underneath that thing?" Yeah, like super inappropriate she, shit. But she, but she was like, but she was like, I got tired of mother like people saying shit like that. So then I embarrassed the shit out of him, which was a fucking good for her. Good shit. Where she just like, like he had his arms around her, or like whatever, and then she kind of jumped away, and then she's like, "Why do you want to look underneath my pixie dress?" But like she did it like in like in the pixie voice or whatever, yeah. yeah. Or 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 she did something like, oh, the only thing underneath this pixie dress um, is pixie dust pervert. Like she did the whole like, like within character type of yeah, thing. Yeah, within the character, and the dude got so embarrassed. He was there with his wife and his kids. Like, dude, I had no shame, Damn, bro. I was bro. Like, yes, go for it. Like, yes, I love seeing people get put into the place. Please tell me she didn't get like fucked over. No, that's the reason she got. She got only because it. she said that. Oh, well. The only reason that she said the only reason I didn't get fired is because I stayed in character. Damn, that's fucked. That is fucked. So please tell me that you heard about the whole shit about deaths in Disneyland. No, because no one dies in Disneyland, bro. Oh, you heard about it. No one dies. How could someone? How could? How could Disneyland be the happiest place on earth if people are dying there, bro? You fucking heard that shit. <laughs> So this legend is tricky subject to tackle because it's based on the fine and often confusing distinction between what's actual death and what is declared death. So for example, if a seriously injured victim in an automobile accident were loaded into the ambulance and died en route to the hospital, 
He generally would not be officially declared dead until he arrived at the hospital and was examined by a doctor. The difference in time between the actual physical death of the patient and the declaration of death by the doctor is a discrepancy on which this legend turns. So, the claim here is not that no one has ever died on Disney theme park, theme park property, but whether Disney can legitimately make the claim that quote-unquote no one has ever died at a Disney park because they ensure that any declaration of, de of death takes place outside, outside of the Disney. park property. So if I go to Disneyland and I have a fucking stroke and my heart explodes because I'm on my 10th monster and I fall to the ground and there's my eyes blow up, I'm full, like, you, you can tell I'm, there's, there's no way I'm alive. Yep. They're going to pick me up on a gurney, take me on a fuck, put me on the, on the, on the, on the ambulance, drive me to across the street to the hotel. Yep. And then that's this, oh, that's where Moses died. Yep. He died at the hotel. While he was in Disneyland, he was still alive. We were trying yep. to keep him alive. But the sec, the second he crossed fucking Anaheim Street, bang, a motherfucker died. Yep. That's how fucking Disney does it. And as Happiest such, on Earth, bro. yeah, exactly. They have to because, like you said, no one dies at Disney. So as such, there are really two questions that must be answered. Does Disney really attempt to get the injured or already dead persons off their property before any declaration of death occurs? And also, has Disney always been successful in this effort? So the first question is difficult to answer because obviously Disney isn't going to discuss such a sensitive issue. Some former Disney employees have reported that, quote-unquote, no one dies on Disney property. Maxim is indeed a company policy. That, as suggested in the book Inside the Mouse, if guests have the nerve to die, they wait like unwanted calories until they cross the line and do so safely off of the property. If they have the nerve to they die? They fucking say that shit, dude. So here's an incident that happened. We have had a guy last summer who went to Epcot stood in front of the golf ball, took a gun, blew his head off, but he didn't die. He stood right in front of all those tourists and went cluck, and the brains blew everywhere. But he didn't die there. The medic told me that they are not allowed to let him die there. They kept him alive by artificial means until they're off Disney property, like there's an imaginary line in the road, and they go, he's alive, he's alive. All right, now yeah. he's dead. So in all fairness, however, it should be noted that in some jurisdictions allow paramedics begin life-saving efforts that they cannot discontinue those efforts until the patient has been transported to a medical facility. And even if the patient is obviously dead, therefore, what someone might interpret as flogging a dead body to delay the, the determination of death could actually be a legally required procedure. Well, they're like, like they're just, they're just going, no matter what. Like, like, hey, we have to keep on going, even though we all fucking know. We know it's a waste of time. Yeah. We know this dude has no head, but legally, yeah. I have because to keep yeah, we have to keep going. Yeah. And moreover, the sprawling size and relative isolation of Walt Disney World Complex in Florida makes it imperative that the persons in need of urgent medical attention be loaded onto helicopters and transported to hospitals as quickly as possible. The combination of these two factors make it rather unlikely that anyone will actually be declared dead on Walt Disney property, regardless of how the Walt Disney Company felt about the matter. And lastly, Disney is of course well known for their image consciousness. They have been criticized in the past for policies such as not allowing marked emergency vehicles onto their parks so as not to upset the park guests, and so many people preserve them as being willing 
and overzealous enough to stretch the thematic point for a minor public relations advantage. Which is interesting that they talk about this because apparently there's fucking secret tunnels under Disneyland. Specifically for celebrities and that and also specifically the one that's over in Florida. There's some kind of here in California. But, but those are more like secret entrances. Yeah. It's like, like kind of like here and there, but it's not like a whole underground complex like the one fucking Disney World. Like Disney World. Exactly. And Disney shuddered at the thought of a young park goer spotting Mickey Mouse, taking lunch break, and shattering their trust and his creations. In order not to reveal the man behind the curtain, Disney built uh, what's called Utilidor system to hide the everyday life of workers from park goers. And this is like the thing that they, they, they always try to like have in Disneyland is that they want to keep the quote unquote magic of Disney there. Yeah, like they don't want like they don't want fucking Mickey Mouse taking his fifteen minute break next to fucking fucking uh, Space Mountain with his helmet on the yep. bench. Like no no no. You're gonna take a break, go inside of the warehouse, it's air conditioned. And you're not allowed to take off your, your fucking helmet until, until you're, you're there. inside. There's no guests around or anything. And not only that, but they even don't allow like certain characters to be around other characters because that apparently ruins the magic of the park. Like if you see fucking was that your Mickey? You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like that. Perfect example. And so since 1971, the nine-acre tunnel complex beneath the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida, has let its costume cast members shuttle from one area of the park to another without being detected by visitors. This hidden labyrinth connects locker rooms, dining halls, rehearsal space, and even ATMs. And over the years, people have tried to attack uh, dark urban legends of Disney's tunnels, including the rumors of child trafficking and kidnapped children. But the real story of Disney tunnels is even more fascinating. Legend has it, Disney was walking the grounds of its Anaheim park when he was spotted uh, when he spotted a cast member in cowboy uh, outfit strolling through Tomorrowland, what some would dismiss as merely a curiosity was unacceptable to Disney, who wanted the Magic Kingdom's magic to remain seamless. Bro, he just had this. This one, Disney was walking around. This motherfucker had Toy Story before Toy Story was a thing. He had Woody walking to Space Mountain, bro. He why could he could have just said like, "Oh, bro, Toy Story right there," but no. To, to him, it was like, nah, I don't want that shit. Like, you can't have that because then that makes no sense. Cowboys in, cowboys in space. Space, what? And then there's Cowboy Bebop. Sick ass anime. Cowboys and Aliens? That's a fucking show? That's a movie. movie. No way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wait, isn't that the one with fucking... James the, Bond, I think? With the, no, wasn't it the, with the creator of Ted? What's his name? No. Or fucking Family Guy? No. No? We both don't know enough for us to be talking (laughs) about this topic. So let's continue. (laughs) So, he thus decided that his next venture in Florida would include a network of secret utility corridors, or the Utilidor, that separated visitors from employees. And it soon became obvious that the water table in La Buena Vista area and Florida in general was too high to build any underground. However, with the Magic Kingdom fully operational, cast members were uh, diligently 
instructed about the layout of and access to the Disney tunnels. While the entrances of the Utilidor system aren't particularly hidden, they neglected to key areas of Magical Kingdom that exclusively used by the employees. Disney cast members, which included also electricians, delivery people, and maintenance crews, all travel through the Utilidor. It has an automated vacuum assistant collection garbage disposal system installed alongside the ceiling, doing away with the need for garbage trucks. And one of the things that, that some of the, the, um, the employees mentioned is that those areas where there's like these trash chutes or whatever, it's the most disgusting smelling fucking place to be at. For real? Like it just, it, like cast members just always feel like puking every time they pass by that area. Cause like, you don't want fucking trash in Disney. So they take off, they're always taking out trash as quickly as possible just so that way it's out of view and it keeps the magic going or whatever. And so these places where they, they just throw them in these fucking tubes just fucking reek. Just reek. And it's underground so there's no fucking ventilation. So you just smell basically a sewer underground. But these sewers are pretty fucking strong. These pneumatic tubes was trashed from the furthest reaches of the Magic Kingdom to a central processing station at a 60 miles per hour. And any blockage in the system is solved by simply placing a rock in the AVAC to push whatever obstacle impeded to flow it out of the way. The Utilidor is no basic set of tunnels, however, it includes the Mouseketeria, where employees eat lunch, the Kingdom Cutters, which is makeup and saloon station, as well as locker rooms and rehearsal space. The central operations room controlling the entire parks, animatronics, and lights is also down there as well. One could dub the Disney tunnels as their ingenious construction by Potter, the beating heart of operations of Magic Kingdom. Transportation for cast members, garbage disposal, park operations, costume change, lunch, it all happens there. And nowadays, although the Utilidor still functions as a way of keeping the Magic Kingdom's illusion alive, the theme park has pulled back the curtain for the curious, guests who buy tickets for the quote-unquote keys to the kingdom tour are also able to walk through the tunnel themselves and witness Disney and Potter's underground vision firsthand. Meanwhile, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, the topic of child trafficking tends to be connected with the Disney tunnel system in some corners of the internet. Despite the interest, like spurred by urban legends or general concern over human trafficking, there hasn't been a single case of tunnels being connected to child trafficking or exploitation in any way. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. <laughs> so they say. This is the same people that say no one's tied Exactly. Their See, that? that's why that fucking shit is still alive. Like, nah, y'all, y'all trafficking children for sure. That's wild. I wonder how many missing children are there in these parks? I know a lot of, chil- a lot of children get lost. I got fucking lost at Disney. Did you? Fuck yeah. I mean, I'm a grown man. I'm still getting lost, so I'm pretty, <laughs> sure, pretty sure I'm lying. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as when I got lost at the Sound of the Face Swamp Meet, though. That was pretty bad. Hey, that, hey, getting lost on a Swamp Meet than getting lost at an amusement park, two different things. Getting lost at an amusement park, you know there's people that help you. Yep. At a Swamp Meet, stranger danger. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. You don't know who to talk to. Yep. Dude, the story... Uh, when I was a kid, I got lost at the Santa Fe Swamp Meet. 
And that's the worst swamp to get lost in. Yeah, there's no one fucking there. And it's all, yeah. it's like, oh, like for some reason, that's like the fucking Cholo Swami. Yep. Yeah, like, man. why? Like, it, it got modernized. I haven't been there in a long time. I heard, like, they have, like, their their area where they have live bands perform has, like, improved. Well, yeah, Elvis Crespo was there, like, a month ago. No fucking. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and I got lost there. And fucking. How old my, were you? I was, like, six. Seven. Nah, teen. that's teen. <laughs> I, I, I haven't been there past like maybe 13. Last time I was there, I was like 22, 10 years ago. And there was a Metallica cover band. Oh, no way. They were called, uh, I think, Livewire. Oh, okay. And it was it was, it was was weird. Didn't Kitty play there once? Kitty? I don't know. Or like an all-female Metallica oh, yeah. cover band? No, there's two bands that played there. The Misfits, which is all-girl cover band. Okay. But they were called Miss M-I-S-S. Nice. Fits. And nice. then the Iron Maidens. Yes. The all-girl Iron Maidens. The that's all-girl Iron Maiden band. But the Metallica cover band, it, it, I was like mind blown because the singer looked like Kirk Hammett and sang nice. like James Hetfield. And the other guitarist looked like James Hetfield. Like it was like they had swapped places. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" But the singer was um, the James Hetfield guy, the one who was the lead guitarist. He was a chubby dude. So I was like, "This is this is like an alternate alternate universe Metallica." Yep, yep, so it was yep, weird. Yep. But the dude sounded like Metallica, and it was cool. But like the ten minutes that we were there chilling, they were just playing like black Metallica. Like they didn't play any like the thrash albums. Ah, oh, like, yeah, lame. Yeah, we were there. They played um, The Unforgiven. They played. Enter the Sandman, and then they played one. I'm like, I'll play all those. But you know what? Those were popular at that time. That's yeah. why. But like true Metallica fans, I was like, bro, at least play fucking Ride the Lightning yep. or Battery or Master yep. of Puppets. You know, just yeah, fucking yeah. do something. All the thrash shit. Yeah, it's like one in the afternoon. It's a Sunday. It's Saturday. It's hot as fuck. Why are you playing acoustic chants? But you know what? That's a vibe there. It is because like everyone's drinking there. It yeah. was packed. Dude, it, was, it was chill. It was packed too. I was like, why are there so many people? Is there a lot of cholos? Or like, yes, or it was like all biker cholos. gangs? No, it was straight, like straight cholos. Dude, like, I see a lot of biker gangs over there. But anyways, I fucking got lost, and apparently, like I don't remember this at all. My my parents said that they that they found me in, in the security office. I was eating a cookie. I was just chilling there, like nothing happened. But also, I remember them. My, my, my dad losing his Mustang keys. They didn't have any spares. Dude, they someone picked them up and actually returned them. That's oh, a, God. That's a huge swami. Bro, For someone I'm, to be like, oh, here's some car keys. Like, I would have kicked them. I would have kicked them somewhere else. That must have been Dude. insane. That, that must have been somebody's dad. It was it was somebody who's 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 had who's had, who's lost who's their had keys. That, who's had that like, experience? I know this. <laughs> I know what this guy's going through. Let, let me go turn. And it was here. like within thirty minutes. The ha- like my dad found out his keys were lost. Five minutes later, we went to go check to see if they uh, if they're like someone returned them miraculously, and someone fucking did. Hope I mean hope I, I'm I'm hoping there was some good people out there that like saw the keys, but it was probably someone who saw your dad drop them. And he picked them up And he couldn't see your dad afterwards He's like yeah. fuck What did I turn them into Oh and he, security and he, yeah, yeah That's probably what happened I want to say no Because I, I want to believe The world is a better place <laughs> But um, The world's not as nice as we think 
especially when it comes to our fabled creators who created, who shaped our imagination, like Walt Disney. So for the next, so he's not a good guy. So for the next couple of minutes, all of this, I say, allegedly. All right. So, uh, we're you know I'm just gonna you know we're just gonna entertain, or I'm just gonna talk about Walt Disney and his supposed Nazi ties. Hold on, is is Apple Podcasts under Disney? We're gonna gonna (laughs) fucking find out. So we all know who Walter Disney is, a worldwide cultural icon that changed the animation world when he first stepped foot into the industry. He's won 29 Academy Awards all thanks to his films, but he's been nominated over 50 times. It's been over 50 years since his passing, and yet Walt Disney is still a titan. Especially nowadays when it comes to the entertainment industry with everything from parks like Disney World and Epcot to his TV shows and Disney Plus. But the man's story did not end with his life. His Walt Disney stories rife with conspiracies and rumors that have been all muddled with time, such as that Walt Disney had a private meeting with Hitler and developed a personal relationship with him. Wait. Oh, yeah, it's around the same time when they existed. That's a rumor, though. Oh. That is false. It never happened. But it is true that Walt Disney did go out of his way to meet Mussolini on more than one occasion. They met up? Yeah, he met Mussolini. No way. Yeah, he he went out of his way to meet He's Mussolini. He's like, I want to know you. Yeah. No, bro. And on more than one occasion, he was seen at American Nazi parties. More on that later. Calling Walt Disney a Nazi, that's kind of a stretch. But a Nazi sympathizer? Well, what else would you call a guy who in 1935 visited Cuba and Nazi newspapers welcomed him as a hero who stood up to the Jews of Hollywood? No, he fucking didn't. (laughs) Fun fact, the Sleeping Beauty in Disneyland is supposed to resemble a Nazi castle or a castle that that the Nazis had in Bavaria. So Walt never met with Hitler, but it is beyond dispute that the Fuhrer adored Disney's work. What? Gobbles is said to have presented 12 Disney short films to Hitler as a Christmas present in 1937, which Hitler loved. Hitler was determined and he ordered Gobbles to create a Nazi animation studio and production company that resembled Disney. But the result just ended up the companies ended up produced a few Nazi propaganda cartoons and that's it Lenny Hitler's personal filmmaker and propagandist came to the United States seeking an American studio to work with her famous or infamous for glorifying the Nazis and best known for Triumph of the Will a revolting propaganda film that chronicled the 1934 Nazi Party Congress at Nuremberg she was boycotted by all of Hollywood studio leaders she came over to the United States looking for someone to work with her Everyone's like, boo this lady, fuck you. Boo. Except one studio. What is this? Wow. Who expressed admiration for her. And he not only did he invite her over to Walt Disney Studios, but he gave her a personal a personal tour of the whole studio. What the fuck? 
but according to Rennie, Walt Disney ultimately turned down her offer to work with him because he was afraid that in working with her, it would ruin the Disney reputation. No shit. But returning to Germany, but returning to Germany, she publicly thanked Walt for receiving her, declaring that it was gratifying to learn how thoroughly proper Americans distanced themselves from the smear campaigns of the dirty Jews. So she's like, look, nobody wanted to work with me, but I want to thank Walt Disney because he did it the right way. He did it. He, he said no to me and in a way to to not piss off the dirty Dirty Jews. Dirty Jews. Damn. So famed Disney animator Art Babbitt, who worked closely with Disney, once claimed, and he is quoted to saying this, that in the immediate years before we entered World War II, there was a small but fiercely loyal, and I suppose, legal following of the Nazi party. This is before World War II, so the Nazi party was just a political party. Mm-hmm. It wasn't illegal back then. And there were open meetings, anybody could attend. And I wanted to see what was going on myself. And on more than one occasion, I observed Walt Disney and Gunther Lessing, which is Disney's lawyer there, along with a lot of prominent Nazi-afflicted Hollywood personalities. Disney was going to these meetings all the time. They were none other than the meetings of the German-American Bund or the American Nazi Party. So here are a few examples of anti-Semitism in early Walt Disney cartoons. In an infamous Three Little Pigs cartoon that came out in 1933, part of Disney's Silly Symphony series, the Big Bad Wolf is drawn with a exaggerated depiction of a Jewish nose, a long scraggly black beard, and a Jewish hat. Dressed like a Jewish peddler, the wolf the wolf speaks with a thick Yiddish accent as he tries to cheat the homeowner pig. Pig, which if you if you know, represents everything evil to the Jews. You know, according, you know, because Jewish people don't eat meat, you know, things of that nature. And the pig, however, is not fooled by the disguise and proceeds to beat the evil Jew through the door. In response to a protest by the American Jewish Congress, the the wolf was later re-edited and changed into a full door-to-door salesman. Uh-huh. And even after all of this, Walt Disney never understood why his portray why his portrayal was objectionable. Was objectionable. He said, "What do you mean? It doesn't look like a Jewish. I didn't. What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" He was like, I, uh, I'm not going to change it. I don't see it. And in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, 1937, the evil witch's hooked nose, hunched bearing, and general demeanor of seduction are wholly evocative of the anti-Semite stereotype prevalent at the time. So there was a lot of cartoons back then that depicted anti- that depicted old Jewish women and old Jewish people in that same style that Snow White represents the evil witch in in um, Snow White and in, Pio- and in Pinocchio in the 1940s the one that came in 1940 the puppet master who manifests a total lack of any moral imperative and is only interested in only amassing great wealth is a literal incarnation of what people would make if, if someone would make a caricature of a an insulting racist character of a Jewish man yeah. that's the way they would paint him and that's the way 
while Disney painted the puppet master who was just who just wanted money. Question: Does was Do- Walt Disney the one that was the the cartoonist or whatever for all of these characters? No, or was but it his idea? But everything went through him. That's true. Everything went through him. That's true. And I I was looking at some of these cartoons. I was like, what the fuck? Like like this one in the Opry House. Mickey Mouse, he dresses up and performs a character of a dancing Hasidic, Hasidic Jew. Uh, Mickey Mouse and the way he's dancing to portray the Hasidic Jew is what today, if someone would black, if someone would blackface something. Oh, okay. That's how racist you're like, oh, we know what the fuck you're doing. And this, and Mickey Mouse is fucking dancing like his, you know, and he portrays him like a Hasidic Jew. Yeah. Kind of makes point. But no, well, points and makes fun of them. Uh-huh. And in another cartoon involving uh, uh, the Mickey Mouse, it's called The Wayward Canary. Where this is an episode, this is a little cartoon where Mickey Mouse hands uh, Minnie, Ma- uh, Minnie a bird. Something happens, the bird goes crazy. And for no reason at all, there's no reason to include this other than the fact that you are a. You are pro-Nazi and anti-Semite, and, and anti-Semite. But even then, a a Nazi, yeah. uh, you know, because you could. So the bird is just flying around, and there's a scene where the bird hits something, and he bounces off a table, and uh-huh. he and he bounces off for that split second. The bird lands on a fucking lighter with a swastika. No, painted on it. Like, there's what no the reason fuck? to add that unless you're trying to show. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is this cartoon called? The wayward canary. Look, right. <laughs> Why the fuck? <laughs> Look, the bird lands on the lighter. Like, why? Why do you need to have a swastika lighter? Why? And it's and that scene is only like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. So it's they put it there for that sp- for you to see it. That's the only reason you could cut that thing out and it won't make a difference. It could have been a, a, just a blank lighter. Yeah. yeah. But they added it. All these pictures that I'm talking about, I'm going to post on our Instagram, guys. So don't worry. You guys will be able to see them, too. Hell, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. That's, that's fucking nuts. And, you know, and there are some, you know, there are some people, too, that argue that the Sorcerer and the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, from the, you know, from the, from the Fantasia, from Fantasia, uh-huh. is almost portrayed identical as the witch from um, Sleeping Beauty, you know, with this hooked nose, long beard, large head covering. And chance from a strain and mystical like tome, it's a, it's really it's a really anti-Semitic trope, especially when you consider the fact that he does the whole Moses at the Red Sea thing, where he spits the filled waters and the dramatic raising of his hands. That like, oh, the bad guy here is being portrayed, you know, like he's the bad guy of the fucking movie, and you're making him, and, you know, and you're doing all these anti-Semitic tropes to him, and you're even you're even using Moses, you know, you're even having him do the whole Moses split splitting of the water thing. But like that's racist as shit. And it's no surprise to hear that Walt also respected the auto industry tycoon Henry Ford, who was a notorious anti-Semite and union buster, who reciprocated his esteem and said he admired him for being a successful self-made Protestant in a field dominated by Jews. Peter Bart, the editor of Variety, reported that when he once asked Walt a question, Walt Disney responded with let me check that with my Jew. No. <laughs> he said that shit? Walt Disney said that this shit. This motherfucker. And, it, it, you know, if you didn't know about Henry Ford's racism and his 
anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah, he was fucking racist as fuck. But just in case you didn't know how racist he was. Let's see. Just know. Tell me. He was so racist. How racist was he? That fucking Hitler, Adolf Hitler himself, name dropped him in Mein Kampf. He's like, oh, and shout out to Henry Ford. You know, for you know, for you know, for standing up to these Jews. Motherfucker, real one. He a real one for that. <laughs> he said that shit. I was like, bro, I didn't know he was name dropped in the fucking Mein Kampf, you fucking racist bitch. So Disney supporters, they also know that many of the most influential people at Disney, they were Jewish. Yeah. Walt hired many Jews for a studio, including uh-huh. Joe Grant, who wrote Dumbo, and the Sherman brothers, Richard Robert, who wrote the music for Mary Poppins. Richard stated that Walt always treated him and his brother like sons, and that calling him an anti-Semite is preposterous. It's also notable that on the opening day of Disneyland, attended by representatives of a variety of Christian faiths, Walt also made a point of, a riot of inviting Rabbi Edgar Manning, considered to be considered the Rabbi of the Stars, who over a long career he forged a Jewish identity for Los Angeles that you know the joint pioneers and Hollywood moguls. What happened? No, I just wanted to con- because you know how you told me about. How when you type shit on Google, you don't have, you can't find shit about anything. So I I did the the I literally typed in the the wayward canary Disney swastika right, and I check on images. First of all, it's a it's a small fucking like result. Like literally, it's a page and it has yeah. like no more than like forty yeah th- forty pictures. Nothing shows that image that you showed me of the of the fucking of the, the lighter with the swastika symbol. I typed it in on Bing.com. Li- <laughs> that, but literally the second image is, is a, that. Is a, I'm telling you. Fuck. It's wild, bro. So, you know, I'm going to end this segment with a little piece from one of my sources, which is from Paste Magazine. And this is what they have to say about Walt Disney. On the other hand, when Jewish animator Dave Swift announced that he had accepted any position at Columbia Pictures... Walt responded in a fake Yiddish accent. Okay, Davy boy, go work for those Jews. It's where you belong. Who said that shit? Disney. No. Walt Disney. Moreover, when Disney artists tried to unionize in 1941, they were ultimately successful after a brutal and prolonged battle. Walt tried to ruin the careers of the union organizers, most of whom were Jewish. He often insisted that the unions, which he despised, were run and controlled by the Jews. In particular, Walt fired animator Arthur Babbitt, who had created the Goofy character for his union organizing activities, which led to a strike. Babbitt claimed to have seen Walt and his lawyer Gunther Lessing at meetings of pro-Nazi German-American, uh, at meetings of pro-Nazi German-Americans in the late 1930s, and Walt was also known to have personal relationships with Fritz Kuhn, leader of one of these Nazi-American parties. Walt was also an active member of the anti-Semitic Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Bro. Walt Disney is heralded as a utopian, but his personal record and the influence of Disney's corporation tactics paint a picture that is much grimmer than the sunshine, cuddly animals, and quirky characters that are sewn into the American fabric as hamburgers and apple pie. Simply put, the reality that warrants person's utopia is another's dystopia. It's simply a part of the American story. 
While the consumer culture of Disney emanates out of its fabricated worlds, the inequitable influence of both the company and the man's fascist history drips into American culture and politics, indirectly affecting our lives while remaining above the law and influencing public policy for their benefit. And that is where we're gonna end. Actually, no, that's not where we're gonna end. I'm also gonna end, end it with this. This has nothing to do with Walt Disney, but it is a dark Disney Disney World Disney World secret. Hold on, before you go there, what do you think Walt Disney would say about the Princess of the Frog and Mulan? If we were to see that now. I don't know. Cause was he was he a racist or anti Semite? Well, there's there's like including the fucking Wayward Canary, there's been other like early, early Disney shows or movies or whatever they're like little clips or whatever of there being evidence of racial cartoons, cartoons. like of the of, of person and like blackface face, and shit like lips, that yeah, yeah yeah and then like also like even in movies like one of them was uh fucking the jungle book the the orangutan that they're depicting it to represent an African-American because of the way that they're talking the way that they, that that he, he almost sounds like a like a like a cartoon version of a of like a southern kind of like o- older black man and they, p- they happen to put it to be the voice of a monkey, of a monkey yeah. and not only that the person was that was voicing the, the orangutan was white Damn. It's like shit like that you're like you know, and you know, and some people they use the same thing that they use with Lovecraft. Were like, yes, he was racist, uh-huh. but he was racist for his time. Like, he wasn't the only one. You know, it, where they're like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a lot easier to justify be, that. Yeah, they try to be like, was oh, that, that was the time. It was, time. it was. That's well, what like, people did, which is true. But at the same time, like, you didn't have to be racist. Like, it's he's like, oh, that just means there were more pieces of shit like you. Yeah, it was, it was a lot easier to be a piece of shit. All right, cool. Then still a piece of shit yeah. you know just because there's a lot more pieces of yeah, shit yeah it still doesn't justify like yeah, yeah. that you're not right. you're not any less good or any less racist or whatever he was only racist of because of his, he wasn't like super racist he was just regular normal racist okay you he's still fucking racist yeah fuck like just because you're not fucking lynching and shit or whatever the fuck to the extreme that you're doing like you're still you're still a fucking asshole yeah, you shit Lovecraft I hate how much I love you <laughs> Alright, so tell me about your story. Yeah, so um, if, if you if you guys want to look this up, this has been something that the FBI had been looking into. What the fuck? With Disney with with Disneyland here in the city of Anaheim. So apparently, someone that worked for Disneyland okay. had someone for the city of Anaheim in their pockets. Okay. Right. So what they would do is the city would this. This person at Disneyland would pay this person who was a high council member. And I don't know if it was the mayor or something. Okay. But he would pay them out of pocket for them to pass all these laws, to, for them to give Disneyland all these tax breaks, to give Disneyland all these fuck. So, so right, for example, like, uh, there was, uh, I think it was a hotel, one of the new hotels that, Disney, that the Disney World built, that Disneyland okay. built around Disneyland, like, a few, a few years ago. Uh-huh. It was... It's a Disneyland hotel and it's built in Disneyland, but it was paid for by the city of Anaheim. Right. The city of Anaheim spent millions of dollars of its tax money 
pay for a Disneyland hotel that only Disneyland's gonna collect money on. Why? Well, it turns out because someone in Disneyland had people in Anaheim in their pockets. So here, I'm gonna pay you this money, keep it in your pocket, and when this thing comes up for, for voting, uh-huh. you vote for it, and you vote that Disneyland's able to use some of Anaheim's money to build shit for Disneyland because you know we're bringing we're bringing Anaheim a shitload of money might as well try to you know I, I scratch your back you scratch my back right. and it's been going on for a long time where Disneyland has been using Anaheim Anaheim people Anaheim citizens taxpayers money to improve its park and not spend its own money and the reason it was doing that because Disneyland was paying so someone someone at Disneyland was paying off these people high in the city of, of Anaheim right and it just happened like two years ago where all of this came to light because a lot of these people got arrested because the FBI had been looking into it since like 2004, 2005. They had been investigating the city, the whole like, why is the city of Anaheim building all this shit for Disneyland? If they're not getting any profit back. Yeah, like they're not getting anything. And it's like, right. why? Yeah. And then it turns out like there's collusion. There's people that are paying people under the pocket. Like... Like, there's been like int- intimidations, like yeah. blackmails, and shit, like, and, sh- and a bunch of shit. And Disneyland's like, and the FBI's like, no, 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 let's just keep looking into it. And you fucking, it was supposed to. Be, I don't, I don't know what what started the whole looking why the FBI got involved. Right. But it was like a 15 year sting. Shit. And they just recently like a bunch of people got 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 because of it. You think that the reason why they waited so long is because every time they're like, all right, we're going to go for it now. They're like, oh, shit. Apparently, this guy is now part yes. of it. Let's, let's keep it going. Like, yeah. if, if, if we don't get any, like, new heads coming in, then we'll fucking go for this thing. Yeah. It's not wild. I was That's like, fucking, holy but shit. But you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. Like, I'm not, like, surprised by it. Other than, like, obviously, this doesn't. Obviously, this isn't like a Disneyland. It's not like the head of Disney Corporation is doing this shit. It's doing this. It's, it's not like some from it's, Disney. It's just this in the park. It's just shitty people doing shitty yeah. things. You know what I mean? But it was just like, yo, when I was reading, I was, I was reading this like like a year ago when it first came out. I was I was like, what the fuck? Like like all the like all the, like all the exits from uh-huh. the from the five freeway that every exit once you get to Anaheim leads you to Disneyland. Yeah, straight into it. That was paid for by, by the Anaheim. city. To make all these new exits go to Disneyland, because no matter what happens, if you get not if you get off in the city of Anaheim and you have kids, oh, there's Disneyland, there's Disneyland, there's Disneyland, there's Disneyland. Like, all right, we'll take you this weekend. Fuck, shut up. Like, yeah. like all of that was built. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking like, as as like a tax paying like citizen, you know, someone who pays tax, you're like, what the fuck? That's evil. But if someone wants to build a business, I'm like, that's genius. Let me take some notes. Yeah, dude, it's horrible. Horribly ingenious, but yeah, that's where we're gonna end the episode, guys. You know, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I know we've been super spotty. It's just, it's just been a fucking horrible, horrible few weeks. Just everyone's schedules out of whack. My brother, my my schedule keeps changing every other week. My brother's schedule changing another week. Achi, you're busy. You're so busy that sometimes you're in and out of the episodes. Yeah, it's yep. just because like our schedule still ain't meeting up, ain't syncing up. But, you know, we're trying to get that fixed. We're trying to get more people involved into the show to help this thing go a lot more smoother and things. But thank you guys for sticking with us, for the few of you that have stuck with us. Um, hope you guys enjoyed these episodes. Again, if you guys want to look at some of these pictures, if you guys want to look at some of these 
uh, supposed, I'm not saying supposed because I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get sued or take it taken down, but they supposed it not see Disney ties. Go to our Instagram, Weird History, and you tell us pod. And um, if you guys don't have anything else to say, other than big things are coming. I mean, we've, I mean, we've been saying that. We've been while. saying that shit for a while, but for real now. Um, oh, also, for, in, for the few guys that are interested, um, you guys know that I'm in a punk band called Jack Knife. Achi helped us record our first demo. We just released a single called Street Paranoia, and, we, and uh, we're, we're we're recording an album. If you guys want, go to our. You guys could go to Spotify, type in Jack Knife, type in Street Paranoia, and it was, and you'll hear the song. And if you guys, if you guys are into the LA hardcore scene. You guys will recognize the voice, the guy who introduces the song. Uh, his name is Richie. He's from one of the, one of, from my favorite hardcore band of all time. They're also from Linwood. They're called Mortal Pride. They're a huge, huge, huge band that kind of cemented that LA hardcore sound. Completely off off topic, but what's the connection between? Because I'm I'm fucking kind of new, newish compared to most people on the on the, on the whole Linwood hardcore scene. Linwood Crew and Lion Crew are those the same thing? So Linwood Crew, Mortal Pride, right? Lion Crew was for the band Like It or Not. Okay, 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 okay. The band Like It or Not uh-huh. had members of Mortal Pride. God. So that's why Like It or Not kind of sounded like Mortal Pride. Yeah. And Linwood Crew and Like It or Not Crew is just like Lion Crew's from Downey, uh-huh. Linwood Crew's obviously from Linwood, yeah. and it was just homies, and it was just that. Got it. You know, and you know, and it's crazy too because you know. Uh, I know 99.999 you guys don't care but I'm still gonna say it I'm still gonna rant a little bit about it we've been playing a few shows we just had a few shows with, a, with um, these uh, this older hardcore band from the Bay Area called Powerhouse we did two uh, two, uh, two dates with them and um, it's it's cool to see the appreciation that some of these bands are giving us you're like oh damn you guys really sound like that you guys are giving us that LA hardcore LA hardcore sound because right now you know a lot of the hard you know uh, hardcore's picking up it like, is like it's it's the scenes flourishing again. Yeah. There's a lot more shows, but a lot of it is a bunch of newer kids who are bringing in different influences, which is cool. There's another hardcore band, metallic hardcore band from Linwood. They're called Low Sights, Low Sights as well. You know, check them out if you guys want. The more of that metallic hardcore, they have a lot of Slipknot influence in them, which is pretty yeah. cool. You know, but we're we're a lot more. Uh, we are straight punk, hardcore, straight suicidal tendencies influence. Yeah. Straight casualties, like we are straight. We call ourselves ghetto hardcore, uh, ghetto punk hardcore. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves, ghetto punk. Because uh-huh. you know, we, we're playing punk songs, but we're talking about shit that happened to us in the hood. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, and that's what that sound street paranoia is about. If you guys want, you guys go to our go to Spotify, check it out, or just check out this episode show note, and it's called Street Paranoia. Just check it out, and it's featuring Richie from Mortal Pride, who's now in, who is now singer for Evil Ways. I'll post him up on our in, on shows episode show notes too for you guys uh, to check them out they're another amazing hardcore band hardcore punk rock band and you know it's cool you know seeing the whole LA hardcore scene flourishing so if you guys are from LA or from surrounding areas we just played a few shows in San Fernando Valley we played in Pomona you know we're playing all over the place so if you guys want if you guys you know sh- um, follow us on Instagram where you can find us at Jackknife LA Hardcore Jackknife L-A-H-C yeah, Jackknife yeah. LA Hardcore uh-huh. Just follow us on Instagram If you guys want to Just go to our show Check it out And um, again If you guys want Check out the music Follow us on Instagram All that good stuff uh, But enough of that um, Thank you guys for joining us uh, We have uh, 
few things in store for you you're coming up for you know it's spooky month we have more creepy pastas we have episodes about you know haunted places and haunted you know houses and toys and dolls because recently i was over on a in a on vacation with my fiance and also our homie singer from oh that's right chris went yeah yeah, singer jackknife singer jackknife and his brother we all took off over to san jose to go to the winchester house that was really fucking fun did you guys take pictures and stuff we took pictures we can take videos i want to fucking take videos you couldn't take videos couldn't take videos how would they know I mean, well, would uh, they really? Well, well, but I also mean, like, but uh, like a picture's like click, click, and the yeah, video's yeah. like, see fucking scanning shit. Happening. What are you doing? Uh, I'm taking a panoramic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's more for like the posting. Like you could take videos, I guess. Not be caught, but like if you post it up, I'm not trying to start problems in our, our podcast and shit. That's true. But we did take some pictures. Did you catch any sp- any spooky in there? Nah, anything spooky. Like uh, the the tour that we did was like the general tour where it, where it takes you to most of the rooms in the house and it talks about the history and everything. And our tour guide was re- really fucking cool. Shout out to Andrew. Um, but there's another separate tour that shows all the kind of like the spooky rooms of the house, the ones that are known to have more paranormal activity happening and shit like that. More more for like the more hardcore paranormal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same exact price, but you go to less rooms. I'm like, yeah, the first time I just kind of want to check out. How much was it? It was, I think, like sixty bucks. Like sixty bucks, like forty, sixty bucks. I forgot what what is it that I paid for. Per person? Yeah, per person. No more than sixty bucks. So, how long was the tour? Like an hour at least. Yeah. All right, that's cool. It was worth it. It was definitely worth it. So if anyone's over in San Jose, did you check out the whole house? Did you walk from the from the whole house? I think we we went through like a little over or under hundred rooms. House, yeah, because the house is we say house, but it's, it's, it's a, a fucking mansion. mansion. It's a mansion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, but it was fun, it was dope. I'll, I'll post up a few pictures of some of the things that that are some of the more interesting things that we saw. Because, like, it, there's some rooms that are so fucking tiny and shit that it's hard to get like a full view perspective of the whole room that you're only seeing like a small segment of that, of that space, yeah. Kind of like that. What was it the video we're watching or the closet? I mean, the upstairs thing with the, what house was that? Where yeah. where you saw a, shag, a shadow figure go up in the attic thing. Someone's filming. And they're supposed to go up the squeaky stairs. Oh no no no! That's somewhere else. That's our, that is a different house. That's a different house. But it's definitely like similar architecture. But it's like rooms like that where it's like yeah. you go up, you're like, oh, it's, the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, like it's a bunch of like literally doors that lead to stairs that lead to nowhere. That's wild. Yeah. Dope shit. Dope All shit. right, Andre, thank you. It's fun And it's always a blast When all three of us get together Yeah the, um, the, Like one of the f- Full moons I guess <laughs> like, It was fucking Spooky season and everything I'm, But again You know We're, we're, we're busy bro We're busy You know what I mean But, but, but still we're, In a good way In a good way Yeah but um, Thank you guys Thank you guys so much For sticking with us still um, Thank you guys And uh, again As always We are The Weird History In Retail Spot Oh it's spooky season. Hold huh?